Okay. Hi, Jumbly Wobbly. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. And uh, I was feeling in a boomer shootery sort of mood. Spoiler alert. That's what this week's extra punctuation is about. Mm-hmm. Just tweeting out. So we're playing a bit of Junicum 3D. Look at a that. Game, a game I played a lot of back in the day. It came out in 1996, and it's possibly one of the quintessential boomer shooters. Lots of explosions, blowing up enemies into piles of jibs, and casual sexism. The, the three main ingredients <laughs> of the boomer shooter. <laughs> My favorite things for a Monday morning. Um, I had some, I had some boomer shooter questions for you. I mean, uh, and, and the least of which I'm not going to go over the fact that the name technically doesn't make sense because yeah. boomers didn't play these games at all. Yeah. Um, we'll be going to have extra punctuation this week. <laughs> trust me. So do you do you delineate when wh when did the boomer shooter end? Like was like were Quake and Half Life and Unreal boomer shooters, or were those something else? I think the boomer shooter ended with Half Life. Okay, I think Half Life, Half -Life was, the, was the start of the sort of more immersive sim sort of flavor of first person game. Gotcha, gotcha. When it when it was uh, more than just shooting monsters in like demonic labyrinths, mm -hmm. it was uh, there was choices. You could go in vents and stuff, and everything was made to be a bit more realistic. Would you say Goldeneye? What was, was Goldeneye a boomer shooter? I never played Goldeneye. I think okay. If you've got, like, NPCs you interact with, then that probably okay. takes, that gets you away from boomer shooter as a, yeah. as a concept. Yeah, Goldeneye has, it has NPCs, it has optional objectives, it had vents. I thought of it because you mentioned vents, and I was really excited. Yeah, well, I think that's. Oh, that's, also, uh, Nick, Nick said I'm I'm kind of loud. So, if you, okay. do you have the ability to drop my mic? Hang on. Hang on, I'm gonna move you around a bit. Also, Chad, how was the how was the game volume sounding? I think some people said that last week the game volume was kind of loud. I don't know how it is this week though. Why can't I access the bloody volume controls for you? Because there's a bloody thumbnail in the way. Thanks, Discord. Uh, Cornigan says, are they not streaming on Twitch? Uh, we are absolutely streaming on Twitch. I'm literally looking at Twitch chat right now, so. Okay. Turn Crisis you down. averted. Turned you down a bit. Perfect. Anyway, back to the boomer shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, a thing like Goldeneye, you think, would not count as a shooter because it sort of expanded the verbs of what you could do in the game? Yeah. I think uh, I once speculated on what the actual definition of an immersive sim is and eventually concluded it was a game where you can go down vents instead of taking the front door. Okay. But there <laughs> as, is as, soon as, you, as soon as you put a vent in the game, Metal Gear Solid, excellent immersive sim. Yeah. Although this game does have a bit of vent crawling in it, so maybe this is like part of the beginning. Part of the beginning of yeah. the immersive sim. There you go. Uh, Koenig said that, uh, Yahtzee, you made a mod of this game yourself. Why Certainly you did. I was, uh... How was I, pl I played the shit out of Judy 3 back in the day and was very familiar with the editing tools. Mm -hmm. I made a little, uh, horror post-apocalyptic themed, uh, level mod. 
for this game, which was kind of shitty. But I reckon if you put me in front of, like, the Junior Cup level editor right now, I could probably remember most of the keyboard shortcuts from muscle memory. Oh, funny. When did you, like, when did you uh, make the mod? Oh, uh, well, I started doing that back in England, so it would have been many, many, many years ago. It was not long after this game originally came out. Oh, wow. But I started, uh, so we, we, like, was modding... Was modding back then, like, easy? Was it, was it hard? Oh, yeah, this, was it, this like, game, different than modding is now? This game came with the level editor. So... Oh, okay. The act of modding, modding it was easy enough. Yeah. Uh, of course, it was pretty hard to release mods, because this was almost like before the internet. Before it was a huge thing. Yeah. Was this the first game that you uh, did modding stuff for? Um... I think it was, actually. This is the first time I've played a game and uh, was using the level editor at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know, did stuff like, uh, do, like, I, I don't, I didn't really have a PC at the time, so I never played uh, stuff like Doom and uh, uh, Wolfenstein at the time. Okay, now everyone's complaining I'm too low. Oh, I don't know, what is... Nobody's happy ever. Nobody can ever Nick's, be. Dick's messaging me, and everyone in the chat is complaining too. Nobody can ever be done. happy. It's all because of everyone's fault. Okay, say something. Test one, two, three. Test, please, for the love of God, just let us not talk about volume anymore. How's that? All I want in life is to not talk about volume. How's that, everyone? This is why streams need a producer. We need a man behind the scenes. Now they said too loud. Christ Almighty, <sighs> Nick! You gotta stop, stop messaging me, Nick. You gotta message Yahtzee. I can't. If he's controlling the audio, he can't be going to me. There's, there's quite a like a uh, broad difference between ninety percent and eighty percent. I'm seeing. Look at that. Okay, let's try. Let's try that. Excuse me while I piss in this toilet. See, that's the that's the only the only true way to check volume is to piss. Uh, Piss in a toilet. So. That's immersive Sims right there. That is extremely immersive. I, Piss, I do feel immersive. Pissing in toilets. Vent uh, crawling. But basically the whole essence of it right here. Alternative routes. Oh, and here's some of that casual sexism we like so much. <laughs> yes, I think what, where this game was a pioneer was that this was... Well, obviously it wasn't the very first game, but this was one of the first games, uh, like, major shooters, where the environments weren't just, you know, mazes full of demons. <laughs> like they were in Doom and Quake. This is the yeah, first one where they yeah. actually focused on making the environments resemble places you could go in the real world. Like a cinema. So does it, uh... It feels like this game is only known for at least now amongst most people of being the uh oh it's duke nukem it's it's uh, you know chauvinist sexist gross and then oh it's duke nukem it led to duke nukem forever ha ha, ha let's point and laugh at randy pitchford um like do you think this game doesn't get enough credit uh in terms of like what it did at the times and like where well, it moved the genre well in retrospect sure i mean this was a this was a huge game of its day. People were genuinely asking if this game was better than Quake. Uh -huh. And, you know, if you're a graphics snob, everyone would, was going like, Puh! 
who, how could you ask that of a game going up against a game that was the first game to have fully polygonal 3D models in a first-person shooter? Yeah, yeah. But then people who actually care about things like gameplay and character and personality and shit were like, Puh, how could you like a game about dowdy brown monsters in brown rooms and say it's better than this character-filled yeah. masterpiece? So it was, yeah. you know, it was different strokes for different folks. Did it have, uh, was it, was it doing multiplayer? Like, I don't remember anyone, like, this Only... game didn't have Deathmatch. It didn't really have very good online support. Most mm -hmm. people who played multiplayer played it on local area networks. Okay, gotcha. It also feels like it wasn't a game that grew over time with sequels in the same way that like uh, stuff like Quake and Doom and Unreal evolved with their sequels. Either, you know... Um, oh boy, that was dumb either expanding uh, what they were doing in the single-player campaign or, like, really uh, planting their flag in the sand of multiplayer, like, uh, you know, Quake Arena and, uh, and, and uh, Unreal Tournament and stuff, and it doesn't feel like this game was doing that kind of evolution as it moved on. Well, not really. But as I say, it was all about personality, really. Yeah. This was the was, What was revolutionary about this game was that your main character said things. That is true. Like... And, and, and it, it had an actual name as opposed to like Doom Guy and, and Quake yeah. Guy and Unreal Man. Because id Software would always try to like get you to emotionally connect with your protagonist by putting a little face on the toolbar mm -hmm. that made funny faces when you picked up guns. But uh, this game figured you could do the same thing just by having the main character talk and quote lines from Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, I remember at the time, uh, it felt like you, you were mentioning like the, the faces on the HUDs of both like Wolfenstein and uh, uh, Doom. I feel like HUDs did a lot of heavy lifting in terms of delivering personality of the games. Um, like I remember stuff like uh, like the, the more like horror, gothic horror ones, like Heretech and Hexen and Blood. Yes. Like their their HUDs, I remember having like gargoyles and stuff on them, and like it was really, uh, like it was kind of a, a way to set the tone and immerse yourself in the atmosphere of the game, which doesn't feel like HUDs do that now. HUDs are mostly like, does it work well for the game? Then yeah, yeah. You can see on this game, like this HUD, I guess it feels reminiscent of like a muscle car to me, which feels appropriate. It's the dashboard yeah, it of like a, a muscle car. Yeah, I totally see that. Absolutely. But yeah, as you say, like, contemporaries like Blood and Heretic would have, like, gargoyles and stuff. Yeah, but Back in yeah. the day, like, the actual space of the screen you'd use to render the actual game would uh, often be uh, fairly small because the computer couldn't handle the window being much bigger. So they'd have these all these elaborate HUDs boxed around it. Yeah, and as uh, you mentioned, Red for I don't know if you mentioned it when we were live, but we're playing the Megaton Edition, which was kind of the, the remaster that was released on, um, uh, like, 2013 on, on PC. And to, yes. to date it, it was also released on the Vita, I, I, I found out. So oh, that's very lovely. exciting. Yeah, this version includes uh, a lot of the mods that were made by Sunstorm Interactive, like Duke Caribbean, Duke It Up in DC, and mm -hmm. Duke Nuclear Winter, I think. Because this game didn't really have sequels, it had a whole bunch of expansions. It had the Atomic Edition, which, which uh, yeah. where the fourth episode was. 
And then it had a bunch of fan-made uh, extra mods. Like the yeah, yeah. one we just mentioned. Uh, the, the only sequel was Junicum Forever, and that didn't come out for 17 years. And by that point, it's... the whole attitude of this game felt a little bit passé. Yeah, and it felt like it was trying to like shock for the sense of shocking and, and titillate for the sense of titillation, and it just wasn't, I yeah. don't know, like, by that point, it was kind of like, it, it felt, just felt kind of sad. Yeah, well, uh, as is fairly well documented, I was approached at one point to write the story for June and Forever. So I, wrote, so I wrote a little audition piece where I sort of did a sort of ironic-y thing where Duke Nukem was kind of like an aging action star and sort of the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. But uh, they rejected that because they felt Duke had to be the serious one. Duke had to be a serious dude. Laughably. That worked, that worked out well. That, yeah. worked, that worked out well for them, so, yeah. We can't allow Duke to not look like he's the big bollocked guy in the room at any given moment. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a strange game. Uh, and uh, remember, chat, we'll be playing for the next uh, hour and 45 minutes or so. Um, if you have any any questions, any any hot-button issues you want us to weigh in on, anything, uh, feel free to get your Super Chats in. We'll be reading them throughout the show, not just yeah, at the end. So, the point of um, the game at this point is just to provide the backdrop while we answer yeah. the Q&A at this point. Anything, anything you guys want, we're here to talk about. Um... Aaron uh, Altig, been a member for seven months, using early access comments to say, great game, thanks for all the nostalgia. Um, you can thank the good folks at uh, 3D Realms for that. Was that who made this, 3D Realms? Yes. 3D Realms, oh, okay. yeah. Well, I think Randy Pitchford owns the rights to Duke Nukem now. Boo. I believe so. <laughs> uh, do you remember the Terminator shooter that Bethesda made? That like Todd Howard worked on. I think it came Future out. Future like, Shock. No, it was literally called Terminator. Oh. Oh, I think it was called Terminator Skynet, maybe. Not Terminator um, Future Shock. Terminator Future Shock. I've played. I mean, they might be the same. They're literally, it was, might be one of those games that was called something different in in Europe than it was in the States. But um, I think it came out like the same year as the first Elder Scrolls game. Um, but I remember it being pretty cool. I think I had a demo disc. Shout out the demo disc. Yeah, I think I have the demo. There was, I think there were two Terminator FPSs. One of them had like kind of shitty FMV cutscenes. Cut that sounds about right. Yeah. And uh, one of them didn't. Yeah, there was also. Um, I, I have fond memories of dumping a ton of quarters into a Terminator arcade game that had the had the like brightly colored machine guns, and it was mm. two players, and it was just a light gun game. I remember really enjoying it. Uh, Nerdy Hillbilly, been a member for 15 months, using their bonus credit to say, uh, the one major takeaway from this game was that Randy Pitchford leached the popularity from the others who made this. Uh, then his grease seeped into lying about aliens and hopping off Borderlands popularity. Yes, we're all off of, we're all off of Randy Pitchford these days. Because everyone true. blames him for the Colonial Marines fiasco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was... that fiasco, there's there's plenty of blame to go around for that. You can't yeah, just blame game, that this, on uh, This person. game was kind of his start. I mean, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't like the lead. George Broussard was the lead. Mm -hmm. But uh, he did some level design, I think. He, is I know, uh, is I know George Broussard for... still, in the, still in the industry? Uh, well, he did make... Well, he was working on Duty Forever up until he got taken off him when 3D Realms went down. 
I don't know what he's doing now. Oh, actually, I saw him like, recently on Twitter. He was he'd released uh, like a classic point-and-click adventure game oh, that, he'd, that he'd made as like a forty-eight-hour game jam thing. I think. Oh, that's cool. So check it out. Yeah. Uh, Denmark with a ten-dollar donation. Thanks so much, Denmark. Says uh, Yachts, would you be willing to make another Joke review on a game, or is that that's not kind of that has not come out in ages, or has that joke run its course as the one you did for Duke Nukem Forever? Well, that one kind of backfired when the game actually came out, I always That felt. is true. Yeah. I mean, it's not kind of a, uh, spoiled the joke at that point. So, and I feel like the thing is, nothing nothing is dead forever. Yeah. Um, even games that we think are like complete vaporware that'll never see the light of day have a chance of coming back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. If Shenmue 3 happened, anything can yeah, happen. Yeah, Shenmue 3, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Final Fantasy 15. Um, yeah, I feel like the ones now people point to are like stuff like Beyond Good and Evil 2 and Metroid Prime 4 as games that were revealed, uh, you know, years and years ago, but have seen ostensibly no major sign of development. Hey, who wants to play Guess When This Game Came Out? Who recognizes the reference on the TV screen? That OJ? Yeah, juice? let's identify all the old people watching. <laughs> That's the classic TV news bulletin showing O.J. Simpson being chased by police down Perfect. a highway before the he was white arrested. Ford Bronco. You wanna dance? I remember uh, I was in elementary school, like relatively early elementary school, and they had that on the TV. And looking back on that, I'm like, that's kind of insane that you were letting, like, I was in like second grade. What am I doing watching that? Yeah. Turns out oh. the, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin public uh, school system uh, resting on their laurels. Hope you've enjoyed the casual sexism so far, because it's going to get better. <laughs> I remember this this moment when I first played this game was like, you know, so exciting for my teenage self. And, I, I, uh, I can imagine this being like a big a big moment. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be as pathetic as you're imagining. <laughs> Uh, Zor Arthur with uh, five uh, Brazilian real uh, says, "Time to listen to the podcast and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Ha-ha. Not tip money. So reference, here you go. reference Perfect. to they live technically, but they also live. this game. Yeah, John Carpenter, Roddy Roddy Piper. What a movie! Because this game like steals that quote alongside yeah. a lot of Army of Darkness quotes. Uh, Mark Devis with a two-pound donation. Thank you so much, Mark. Says, uh, "Would Yahtzee script? What would Yahtzee script for a new Quake be?" I don't know. It hardly matters with Quake. Quake's just you know monsters. Quake's never been really a story game, right? No, not really much. Like to aesthetically, work with. did you did you prefer like Quake One had like the gothic horror vibes to it, where yeah, where later the, Quakes became yeah. kind of like toxic sci-fi. Yeah, I prefer the Lovecraftian vibe to the. Star Trek Borg vibe that Quake 2 took on. Anyway, yeah, here, here it comes. Here's the moment. We're here, guys. We did it. Yeah, just demonetize the stream. Sorry, Nick. Actually, I just remembered. Let's see if this cheat still works. <laughs> you weren't kidding when you said that this Aha. game was really... Uh... <laughs> There's a secret cheat where uh, every time you hold down the use button, do you can vomit's cash. Incredible. So let's make is it sure. Like a let's make cash, or do you just keep doing it? Let's make sure this poor sex worker is properly financed. Yes, I know a lot of obscure details about this game. 
listen, we all have our games. We know everything. I know all the secrets in Banjo Kazooie. You know how to see a, a mild uh, PG 13 nudity in Duke Nukem. So there you go. That was a lot of money. That was really nice. Like, it's, I feel like Duke Nukem's really supporting the community. Which yeah, is, um, I feel he needs to uh, like give something back. Yeah. I mean, what's he going to spend all his money on? Well, we know that from Duke Nukem Forever, I suppose. He spends it on bullshit. Oh. I assumed it was child support. Uh, Will Cooling with a two-pound donation. Thanks so much, Will. The only pregnancy in the world of Duke Nukem 3D is the unspeakable alien kind. He never had a... He didn't have, like, a kid in forever? No. He's that special kind of virile that never reproduces children. He's... <laughs> good for him. He's 80s action movie virile. There you go. Dark oh, glasses and shotguns and never any children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you again, Will, for the donation. Uh, Will, thank you for recommending uh, Power Washing. It was a very soothing game. Power Washing Simulator is uh, just uh, uh, blowing up. On, uh, I see people talking about it. I see. Uh, I looked. Uh, Steam has a list of the ten best reviewed games of the year so far, with uh, you know a, the x amount of uh, reviews. And uh, Power Wash Simulator is number three on there. That surprises me. Yeah, it a, is lot of, a lot of games you've uh, you've covered are on this list. Uh, Neon White, Teardown, Power Wash Simulator. Your uh, your upcoming ZP this week is the best reviewed game of the year so far. Stray. Oh. I'm not sure if it you deserves know. that. I think it's but, in terms uh, of uh, user votes. I think it's one of those things like Rotten Tomatoes where most people, if you had to give the game a thumbs up or a thumbs down, look at the nice cat and give it a thumbs up. So, Well, I will be covering Power Wash Simulator in a future ZP. It'll be a double bill, that. though, because there's not a whole lot to say about it. You point, yeah. you point at the dirty thing, and the dirt goes away. Yeah, a point-and-clean adventure. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Interesting game um, programming fact. I figured this out from trial and error when I was modding Duke Nukem back in the day. Usually when you start a new level, you carry over all your weapons and items from your previous level. This, in this, this one singular level, that is not the case. Because you've been thrown in prison and stripped of all your stuff. And the way they do that is basically the game's hard-coded to strip all your weapons and ammo away on, on the condition that you start the level on this specific hurty floor. Okay. So if anyone happens to be a Duke Nukem modder, if you want to have a weapon strip in your Duke Nukem mod, start the level with Duke standing on that kind of floor. That's really funny. Like the little, like the the, the so gray one with the little rivets? Yeah, which uh, does That's a little funny. bit of hurty while you're standing on it. That's really funny. It's a bit hard to find in the uh, texture pack, but keep looking. Look at that. That is a nice little fun fact there. Uh, Beast Marsh with a two dollar donation. Beast Marsh says, "Marty, stop making me feel old." Um, death comes for all of us very soon, and uh, it comes even quicker when we're playing Duke Nukem. So I'm sorry, right. Beast Marsh. I notice sometimes when we shoot the uh, standard lizard trooper enemies, sometimes they don't go down; they just sort of crouch down and like make a, a horrible noise. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. If they do that, there's a possibility they'll get back up and, like, and get like two two health points back. So you've got to be mindful of that. And whether or not you shoot them when they're in that stage doesn't seem to affect whether or not they get back up. If they do that, they're going to get back up whether you waste ammo on putting them down or not. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of just like a coin toss at that point and 
dumping more ammo into them. That seems to be the case, yes. Strange. Certainly is. I mean, I uh, thought shooting them while they were down would ensure they wouldn't get back up. I mean, what do, what do I know? The the past 25 years of playing shooters have kind of taught us that, so yeah, that would make sense. Uh, right. Lonnie Soulfire, with a $5 donation, thank you so much, Lonnie, says, This game is improbable. Oh, wait, wrong game. Who's ready for more secrets? I'm ready for more secrets. Uh, the lady seems like she hung herself. Was that a cat? What was that's that? a, that's, a, that's a monk from Rise of the Triad. Was that a oh, cat? The, what do you mean no, a the cat? Thing you just, no, 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 the thing you just collected, right, like, directly behind you. You got up the elevator, collected two things, one looked like a cat, and then you turned around and there was a dead monk. I picked up an atomic health, which is 50 oh. health points, and it goes beyond the maximum up to 200. Does it? Did it look like a cat? Am I insane? Chat, did it, yes, am you, I the one who saw a cat? <laughs> yes, you are insane. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna screenshot that cat. I'm gonna find it. Don't you worry. Uh, uh, Andy uh, Saika with uh, 20 Mexican dollars, thank you so much, says, uh, look at the fancy pants here playing with mouse look. That is one big difference in this version, correct? Did, did the original version have mouse look, or was it sort um, of the 2D plane like Doom? Not really, because you couldn't really do up looking up and down in classic 2.5D. This is like converted into OpenGL, so it does have looking up and down. But yeah, in the old style of uh, this sort of shooter, like the sprite-based shooter, it was basically just a 2D game that was like doing some pissing about with perspective and line drawing to make it look 3D. So looking up and down wasn't really a thing. If you did, you got this weird sort of fisheye effect. Gotcha. But this this version of the game is in OpenGL, so you don't get that. Okay, I went back, and the thing I thought was the cat was the atomic heart thing. Yes. Because I only saw one of its little rotating whatever things are on it, and I thought it was a cattail. But it turns I out see. it was not a cattail, so I apologize to everyone. I see. Um, and someone in chat said, I'm just thinking about Stray, and that is true. I am just thinking about those nice cats. Uh, Celeb, with a two euro donation, thank you so much. Celeb says, what music have you two been listening to lately? I don't really listen to music, as a matter of course. Well, recently I went and watched the YouTube video that compiled all of King George's song from the musical Hamilton. Those are some of my favorite songs in the musical. I think it's a nice song. Yeah. And uh, every time like, I think of it, I think of the song Daydream Believer by the Monkees. And it sort of shoulders its way out of, uh, into my memory and shoulders the yeah. King George song out of the way. Because they kind of sound the same initially. God, this level's obnoxiously dark. Hang on, let's see if there's a brightness option. Oh yeah, and it's right at the bottom. Whoops. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> game, the game just crashed. Uh, no, I don't want to send a report, thank you very much. <laughs> you don't want to do your part in the development? Well, this, you can't get this game anymore. It's been taken off Steam. In so, favor. Uh, yeah, how are you? Did you just have it? From I, before, I just still, did you? Uh, yeah, I just still had it. Oh, that's funny. Okay, let's uh, turn the brightness up preemptively. We're going back. We're going to fix it. Oh, uh, and, uh, this game edit. doesn't. And this course, this game doesn't save by default. Oh well. <laughs> Tell you what, let's go to a different episode. Easy peasy. Look at that. 
uh, Melodramatic Addict, uh, with a highlighted message over on Twitch, thank you so much, says, Yacht should do a ZP guide to redacted moments in gaming history on Duke Nukem Forever so we can do the same game three times. Make the topic smarmy game reviewers who counted their eggs before they hatched and got an omelette all over their face. Yeah. I mean, were people excited I, about the game? Yeah, let's not do that. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, people really liked Duke Nukem 3D. And they remembered it and thought, yeah. ooh, that was good. They were excited as anyone would be excited for a sequel to a big game. But I mean, did they get. It's not like they gave them. It didn't, the game didn't get like good reviews and then everyone else thought it was shitty. Like, it reviewed pretty poorly, right? Duty Forever? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that game reviewed very poorly. Yeah, so I don't think people got egg on their face. Like, it's worth being excited for things, but. I don't know. I, I think being excited for something and then having it be kind of a bummer isn't like a. I don't know, it's not a thing to be ashamed of. Like. Well, maybe if you continually get excited for things that are always turn out to be crap, then it's sort of shame on you, shame on me situation. Yeah, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, have, I think, I, I think we've talked about it in the past. I think we have different different views when it comes to um, uh, <laughs> pessimism and optimism. I guess. Yeah. Um, Dixie Normus, uh, with a 179 pound donation, thank you so much, says, uh, what was the name of the good power washing game? It's called Power Wash Simulator. Yeah. Easy to remember, really. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, available now, $25. It's also a part of Game Pass, if you have Game Pass. Throw the link to it in the chats. Hey, new enemy. The chain gun wielding uh, uh, troopers. There you go. Uh, Richard with a five dollar donation. Thank you so much, Richard. Uh, Richard says, uh, "Have you played this game in VR? Retro two D sprite shooter works decently, and I think the two D sprites uh, sailing you in VR is really funny looking." Oh man, I think that would do my head in. I played uh, some levels from Doom in VR. I think I was playing. Was that like yeah, I was An playing. Thing, or was that something they like? Someone yes, modded? yes, I was playing that VR Doom Doom VFR. That's what it's called, mm. and uh, they had included some bonus like retro levels from the original Doom, and that was kind of fun. Oh, that's neat. As I say, kind of does your head in. Yeah. Oh, and thank you, George Lucas. Yes, I absolutely missed uh, David the reports. Uh, Donation of 200 bits over on Twitch. Thank you so much, David. Says, all this talk of Quake and Duke, Nukem, but where's the love for Exhumed? I have uh, no idea what Exhumed is. That's another boomer shooter that fairly recently got a re-release on Steam. It's sort of uh, Egyptian-themed. Oh, interesting. And there were two completely different versions of it. One for PC and co one for console, I think. And I think, oh, it has I think the re-release... I think, yeah, I think the re-release sort of combines the two. So... In some places, it's called okay. So Power in the slave. states, it's called Power Slave. Yeah, some places Europe it's called, it's called Exhumed. Some places it's called Exhumed. In Japan, it's called uh, Sireki nineteen ninety nine Pharaoh no Fukatsu, which uh, I like that. Huh. Name best. I think that's the best name. Which that translates? Like what does that shit. translate to? Uh, I want to date this mummy. That's... I don't know what it, it translates to. Probably out. So probably something about dating the mummy though. Ugh. Tell you what I don't like about this game. They love these fucking uh, try to guess the code puzzles. Yeah, that seems really annoying. Like the fourth episode, the one that Randy Pitchford had the most hand in. That's uh, 
That's, uh, it's full of them. Um, I just died from something. <laughs> what do you think it was? I think I might have accidentally clipped into a wall by, like, sidewalking into just, it too quick. And just ended up in space? Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just cheat my way back to where I was there. It's lucky I know. So, it's lucky I know all the cheats, isn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say it's. It's also funny how uh, stuff like this, when we were, uh, you know, games we played in more formative years, like the muscle memory will never leave us. Pretty much. Um, like in terms of you remembering those cheats and everything, I know there's people that same thing with like you know GTA Three or, or Vice City cheats that you know they'll forget their their spouse's birthday, but they'll never forget the the combination to to unlock a rocket launcher with unlimited ammo yeah and honestly those are the important things this game also includes a jetpack and it's really and it can really really break the levels if you know what you're doing mm-hmm. if you have the jetpack at the start of the first level Hollywood Holocaust you can pretty much go straight to the exit if you know where it is perfect it's like the the, the P-Wing in Mario 3 just fly right to the exit uh, Jackson Jewel with a dollar and a donation. Thank you so much, Jackson. Said Yahtzee, what's your favorite thing to do with your wife? I'm uh, assuming he means this in a non-lewd way. So just like you guys have hobbies together. Uh, well, we used to go indoor rock climbing together. I haven't really done that since the kids. Mm. We also like going out to dinner, stroke breakfast. Nice. And once does, a week, we, once uh, does a week, your wife have we... any interest in games? Oh, yeah, yeah. Plays games all the time. Do you guys ever play co-op games? Not really. We have in the past. We played It Takes Two together back in the day. Okay. She's she's more into, like, you know, JRPGs. Mm. Uh, she really likes... Uh, she really likes Spiritfarer, actually. She's been playing a lot of that. Oh, nice. It's a hard game not to like. She likes sort of 100% completion obsessive stuff. Gotcha. She really got into Cookie Clicker for a while. She's yeah, she's I mean, like a like she's like a math. She's got like a, a like a master's degree in mathematics. She got really into figuring out the optimal formula for cookie crafting. Funny. Has uh, she ever loved a game that you've torn apart? Um, probably. Don't quite remember off the top of my head. Hey, it's the Shrinker! Shrinker! This was another characteristic of the Boomer Shooter. you got to have a couple of gimmick weapons. Yeah, yeah. And this is like, peak gimmick weapon. But actually, kind of an overpowered gimmick weapon. Because it most, you can kill like, certain enemies in like a single hit. Does it have like super finite ammo? Yeah, kind of. Uh, Mitch Douglas with a five pound donation. Thank you so much, Mitch. Says, uh, Marty, if you want to try a mo- uh, mod for Duke Nukem 3D, I recommend The Age of Evil from 2003. I yeah, was that, was, that was the one I made. Oh, that was the one you made. Yeah. Oh, I hate these fucking things. These are like uh, kamikaze bombing things. Mm. You can trap them indoors. And get them to blow up harmlessly behind the door. Hail to the king, well, that's good. Baby. But they are very annoying. Oh, and here's another one. There's another one in the room. 
Where is it? I can hear it. There it is. Uh, someone in the chat a little while ago was um, talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. I just finished my first 3D Sonic game ever. Sonic, um, uh, which one was that then? Sonic Adventure. Oh goodness! I'm starting at the very first 3D ones. Do you do you have experience with the Sonic games? What's what's I your temperature on Sonic? I haven't played Sonic Adventure. That was the one I, that launched with the Dreamcast. Yeah, I think the first 3D Sonic game I played would have been Sonic Unleashed. Okay, that was the werewolf um, one. Yeah, I kind of hated it. Yeah, sounds about right. Never played Sonic 2006. Which, uh, yeah, that one's infamously bad, right? Yeah, I've watched Let's Plays of it. And it certainly does seem infamously bad. Yeah. And there's Shadow the Hedgehog, and he's got a gun, and I think he probably smokes cigarettes, which is cool. I remember, when I, first saw, I remember when I first saw videos of uh, Mario Odyssey. I was thinking, there's, I'm getting vibes of Sonic 2006 from this. Oh, no. Oh, especially with that, like, New Donk City stuff where there's just, yeah. like, when you got like a mi- humans. When you got a mixture of art styles with Sonic interacting with normally proportioned humans, there was something a little bit off about that. Yeah, yeah. Do-do-do-do-do. I don't know why Mario Odyssey got away with it. Maybe because there was a general, does, yeah. sen- a general sense of... Uh, sort of... gentle ribbing of itself. Yeah, and it, it, it was more of like, it was just that one level that was almost it. It wasn't like, the entire game wasn't him hanging out to people. It's like he went to a, a, a people planet. Yeah. I also think there's a, I, I think even as a massive fan of Nintendo, I think Nintendo gets a, gets a pass on certain things where um, I think, think other I, companies might I not. I already mentioned I messed around with Duke Nukem 3D level editing, so I can tell you right now, this is a really complicated thing to do, just, for, just the, to give me the three... circular doors? Just to give me three trip bombs I'll probably never use. Yeah. Some, some level designer had, like, a few hours to kill at the end of the day, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jackson Jewel uh, with a dollar ninety nine donation. Thanks so much, Jackson. Says uh, ice cream or soda. Seems like a very strange binary, but what? why not both? I think maybe this is. Listen, uh, the the food cops are going to get rid of one of them, and you can only save one of them. Uh, well, that's a tough one. I guess I'd go for yeah. ice cream. I think I'd go for ice cream too. I don't drink like I, I drink a lot of like carbonated water, but I don't drink a lot of like soda, like Pepsi or Coke or anything like that. Yeah. Although the ice cream thing, like, could you cheat and like is ice cream gone, but then gelato is still there? So gelato's still there. I, I, I can I can fuck with that. That's fine. Well, then you might as well just ban all frozen desserts. Don't you dare do that. Bring them back. Uh, trains, kits, and other bits uh, with two Australian dollars. Thank you so much. It says, when are we going to get your Deus Ex playthrough stream? I doubt that'll happen on this stream. It's a little too a little too much thought. Yeah, a little bit too much thought has to go into playing Deus Ex. Yeah. Games, the games for this stream we're trying to angle towards are the more mindless games. Um, yeah, we just we can so- easily have the conversation at the same time. Yeah, so then we can easily bullshit over that I can just. Play with my eyes closed. Yeah. Oh, look yeah. where the, look where the spotlight falls. Genius. We know what we know where the priority was. Genius. <laughs> yeah. 
Was there a lot of like, uh, uh, like government hullabaloo about this game at the time? Like, I remember all the Doom stuff, but I was kind of young and I don't remember. Surprisingly, not. Yeah. Um, I think around this time, video games weren't under quite so much scrutiny, especially not PC games. And that's why a lot of them were just sort of very thoughtlessly violent and sexy. I mean, if you look yeah. at like games like Space Quest, mm-hmm. which would have these really graphic violent deaths in them for a cartoony adventure game and there was just the sense that people weren't really considering that sort of thing it was this was just you know people one of like adults in offices playing pc games they don't care about seeing a bit of graphic violence and no one was really yeah. considering the consequences yeah it felt like there was a lot of like uh, selective pearl clutching in that there was a handful of games that got uh yeah you know, were kind of the sacrificial lambs at the time, like Mortal Kombat and, and Doom. And... Yeah. Remember Thrill Kill getting banned? Do you remember Thrill Kill? Yeah. And uh, in the UK, at least, there was a bit of a fuss made over Carmageddon. Uh, interesting. Just by virtue of you being able to just run over civilians. But yeah, it's always very selective what uh, yeah. the Moral Guardians get pissy about. They never really latched onto Junior 3D, weirdly. I guess because yeah. Duke Nukem 3D gives off the air of not really giving a shit. So the, you can't really shame it. Say, ooh, yeah. you shameful person. And they're like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. We don't care, we're too thick to care. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Speakeasy brings up Night Trap. Yeah, that was another one that definitely Yeah, got, that was another uh, one that people latched on to. Mostly because of the FMVs. Yeah, it seems really arbitrary of what does get latched on to. People yeah, it's also that game didn't have, like, nudity or anything. It was just, no, like, people, a... We didn't latch onto Phantasmagoria in the same way, and that was way no, worse. No, no. Yeah. It's just occurred to me, I haven't really shown off the, the shrinker yet. Let's let's show off the shrinker a bit. Ah, oh, they're shrinking. Maybe you can just step on them to kick them? Yep. I happen to know, in like the 1.3 release of this game, you couldn't kick the Slimers off your face. <laughs> that, you was to, that something they like patched? You had to use a pistol. That seems to have been patched, yeah. The other thing, yeah. fairly notorious thing that got patched, was that if you, if you switch to like weapon slot 1 to your kick, and then use like the quick kick, you could actually do both at the same time. Oh my and god, like, he's, like a, he's like a one of those Russian dancers. And look like he could do one of those, like, Liu Kang bicycle kicks. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, kick with both feet at once. But that's that was corrected in the 1.4 patch, so now you can only kick one leg at a time. Man, you weren't, you weren't kidding when you said you really know this game well. You're giving, a, you're giving us on-the-fly patch notes for this game. I know the first episode really well, because that was a shareware episode. I'm less familiar with uh, episode That's 2, because episode 2 is kind of boring. It's basically just spaceships the whole way through. Yeah. In episode 3, it gets back to, like, real-world city settings, and it, uh, things pick up again. Yeah, folks in the chat are mentioning certain games that have gotten some attention throughout the years, like Manhunt and uh, Postal, but I was talking more of, like, uh, Doom and Mortal Kombat had literal, like, like Senate hearings with, like, yeah. I remember Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, the, who was the first, second lady, I don't know, what do you call the vice president's wife? Second lady? Uh, no, the fourth lady, Whatever. like, at most. The fourth lady? 
<laughs> uh, was like leading a, a pearl clutching campaign. Uh, Hillary Clinton was doing the same thing around the time. You had those, uh, Joseph Lieberman, the, the Democratic senator. who Yeah, Hillary was, Clinton latched on to the uh, hot coffee controversy with GTA San Andreas. Oh God, if so anyone, dumb. anyone remembers my episode of uh, Let's All Laugh at Moments in Gaming History that covered that particular incident. Is that the name? Was that the name of the actual series? Yeah. Oh. I like it. That's good. You know, the occasional zero punctuation series on moments from gaming history, which Better recently featured, them. which recently featured Bob's game. Oh, gotcha. If you'll recall. You, you know. Yeah, I did one on the hot coffee controversy. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of some of the some of the controversies that were. Uh... Hey, the aliens left this lady her panties. That seems like seems like favoritism to me. Those monsters. She's the one blowing all the guards. <laughs> God. Look at that. That's the, that's environmental storytelling. There you go. Yeah, they tried to do this like this exact thing in Duke Nukem Forever, like captured women in and stripped and enslaved by aliens. And just the addition of the slightly more realistic setting made it really creepy and unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of reflected a certain obliviousness on the part of the developers, I think. Oh, um, Jesus, there's a lot of you. When, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure you go into more of this uh, with your uh, extra punctuation, which is available to members now and will be available to everyone on Thursday about quote unquote boomer shooters. But um, do you think that this is going to be a, a, a trend? Like, we see all these kind of modern retro inspired shooters, um, especially indie ones, come up on Steam. Do you think that Goalpost is going to keep moving and that we're going to see? a trend of games inspired by whatever the next generation of shooters were after retro shooters pop up yeah. kind of in the same way that we had a lot of 8-bit inspired um, indie games and platformers and, and you know then we sort of saw it move to more 16-bit and now we're getting kind of retro PS1 and 64 era yeah well if that if like the, the, the nostalgia trend continued then the next uh, like era of shooters would be the realistic stroke cover shooter era I'd say cover okay. shooters and then probably uh, uh, realistic military shooters like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Yeah, but I feel like part of the reason why the boomer shooters have come back in force is that boomer shooters provided something that modern realistic shooters don't the lack of realism itself creates a more cathartic high energy style of play yeah and you can see like focusing on free mo freedom of movement and you can see a lot of the like the new wave of boomer shooters have included things like dash buttons and grappling hooks innovations from later eras of gaming which work well within the boomer shooter framework yeah so i think it's more like people are over like realism in shooters as much as it is nostalgia for the boomer shooter it does. It, it does feel like there's a uh, kind of a pendulum that's always swinging. Where Ooh, another we, gimmick get... weapon! Oh, what is this one? It's the freeze thrower, like a flamethrower but opposite. Like a flamethrower but freeze. See yeah. that tonic health? That was the thing I thought was a cat. Yeah. And now that I see yeah. it in broad daylight, it doesn't look like a cat. 
I'm starting to I'm starting to question my whole cat thing. I don't even know if I've ever seen a cat before. Well, you might have done if you played Stray. Ah, I embodied a cat. I like Stray a lot. Good cats. Right. Yeah, everyone, check out on Wednesday. We'll get more more uh, Yahtzee's uh, Stray ZP as well as uh, post ZP on Stray. All the cat action you can handle. Freeze thrower is one of those weapon, one of those gimmick weapons where you have to switch to another weapon to finish them off with it. Like you can freeze them in place, but then if you just leave gotcha. them like that, they just unfreeze. Can you kick them to shatter them? Yeah. On the whole, it would probably be more efficient if you just shot them with a gun that just kills them. Yeah. You're just adding more steps to the process. Hey, you. Come here. Come and get me. Come and get me through these laser tripwires. We'll just leave him to ponder that one and listen for the explosion. There you go. Zar uh, Arthur with another uh, 10 uh, Brazilian real or $10 Brazilian real. I don't, to be honest, I don't know how money works. It's fine. But thank you so much, Zar Arthur. Says, my first exposure to Duke, no, not that, you pervs, was the shareware version of the 2D platformer. That game also had the first episode on Earth and the second in space. Good yeah. Comments. There's a lot of uh, parallels. I mean, there's even was... like a... I mean, they reused a few ideas. I think there's an episode of Junicum 1 that was called Shrapnel City, which is uh-huh. also the name of the third episode of this game. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it's interesting, because it almost had that, uh... Cause wasn't the Wolfenstein originally a 2D game as well? Yes. Like, uh, Castle and Wolfenstein, then there was Wolfenstein 3... Yeah. Castle Wolfenstein was an old Commodore 64 game. <clears throat> that included yeah. like inventory and stealth elements and which yeah. Wolfenstein 3D is completely unconnected to mm-hmm. like no developers in common nothing but if you just say Wolfenstein most people just think of Wolfenstein 3D in the same way or if you say Duke Nukem I think most people think of yeah. you know this game um, yeah so it is interesting kind of just I don't know just the idea of I guess it's the same thing you see nowadays where you're like well let's make a game called Prey because we have the name doesn't have anything to do with previous praise, but people know the name. New enemy, the Vat Commander. Ooh. Which, uh, probably the most dangerous standard enemy, besides the minibosses, because they take, like, four shotgun hits and they fire rockets. But, they can also be shrunk. So, nice. dead in one hit. <laughs> Easy peasy. Uh, David of the Report with another highlighted message over in Twitch. Thank you so much, David. Says, uh, I remember really enjoying the atmosphere of Star Wars Dark Forces. Was I just young and impressionable? Was it good? Um, you know what, David? We're all going to be able to figure that out together because after Nick and I finish our Lord oh. of the Rings games, we're going to be streaming a bunch of the old Star Wars shooters like uh, Dark Forces and Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy. God, um, I hate those bloody suicide bombing robot drones. Seems like things you should hate, yeah. God, I continue to hate them. (laughs) Saying their name has summoned them. Uh, So yeah, David, those streams will be on Thursdays, starting in a couple weeks. Yes. And uh, Andy with another... Oh, 50 pesos. God damn it. Yeah, I said Mexican dollars. That was pretty dumb of me before. I apologize. Andy... 50 pesos says, I for one yearn uh, for making a comeback to the weird era of the PS2. Um, I would love that as well. I miss the weirdness of. of yeah, uh, I guess. Small budget a, PS2 games. There was a phase after this sort of game that I'd called the console shooter phase. Okay. Which was characterized by like third person games where you 
uh, run around shooting things. For some reason, the only game I can think of in that genre right now is that weird Bruce Willis game. Do you remember that Apocalypse? one? That, yeah, that was on the PS1. Yeah, yeah. Was it called Apocalypse? Bruce? I think, yeah, because it, yeah, it wasn't Armageddon, because that was the movie with Bruce Willis. Because that was the it. movie, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely remember this game. And it was developed by uh, Neversoft. I think this might have been literally their game. They did Apocalypse, and then the next yeah. year they did Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I guess I'd group MDK so. in the same genre of shooters. MDK, yeah, yeah. Um, which I believe Jesse did... Uh, did a did a look back on that game a little while ago. Yeah, it's funny bad. how everyone's forgotten about that one. It was a very quirky and unique game. Yeah. And then there was uh, a little bit after that was the first David Cage game. Do you remember that with David Bowie, Omicron, uh, the Nomad the, Soul? The Nomad Soul. Not so much a yeah. shooter, more of an adventure game, really. It was a Souls-like, right? If it was the Nomad Soul. No. No. Uh, yeah, and a couple folks in the chat, too, were mentioning uh, there was the... Um, uh, after... Well, I guess not even after, just, like, to me, my original shooters, because I didn't have a PC growing up, like, it wasn't this and Doom and stuff. It was the stuff we got during, like, the N64 to GameCube era. So... Um, Stuff like uh, Goldeneye and Turok, uh, yeah, and, and even like the early Time Splitters games and stuff, and, and those were sort of the shooters that, uh, more so than Doom, got me into the genre. I remember Turok. So yeah, and Turok. They used the exact same engine to do like a copy and paste with. Uh, they made a South Park shooter where like <laughs> it was right at like the height of the popularity of the show, like the beginning popularity of the show, and your weapons yeah. were like. Piss snowballs and stuff like that. Yeah, that game was Mr. awful. It was very bad. It was very bad. It wasn't good. Yeah. I like how the South Park guys got sick of South Park branded video games being shit, so they <laughs> just said, fuck it, we'll make them. Yeah, which is uh, kind of incredible. I'm, I'm curious if we'll get another one of those, because I, I really enjoyed both of them, actually. Okay. Just uh, don't forget you've got a med kit with you that you can carry and use whenever you want. <coughs> More immersive sim yeah. elements. I was about to say, that's something that some of those early games didn't have. Like, yeah. items that could be used at whenever you want, as opposed to just walking over it and it immediately clicking. I find mostly when that happens, I just forget about them. Yeah, and there's that whole thing of I want to save my items until I really need them, and then you finish the game and realize you didn't use any of your items. Yeah, I had a lot of that problem playing uh, Postal Brain Damaged. I'd have all these power-ups that would give me, like, fiery urine that I never used because I never really felt like a good time. Yeah, and no one wants to deal with the after-effects of fiery urine, so yeah. it makes sense. I know there's uh, there's always time for fiery urine, but <laughs> sometimes, you know, most of the time it just felt more efficient to just shoot things with a gun, as I, yeah. as I said. That works, yeah. Don't fucking fucking those things. Uh, someone in chat also mentioned uh, No One Lives Forever, which I really did. Did you uh, play that? Yes. Yeah. Sort of from the, like, sort of the immersive sim era. 
Yeah, yeah, but was able to do sort of the spy yeah. genre with a bit of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, and a good sense of humor, and it was yeah. by Monolith. But that's right, yeah. I think it's currently in, like, ownership hell, and that's why we've never seen a re-release. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there's been a couple games like that, and then they, they did a re-release of that game 13, like the Roman numeral 13, and it was like cel-shaded. I think it was based off, like, a French comic book. Yeah, um, I heard, I heard and- the re-release was very bad, though. Apparently the re-release was so bad that they're just doing another one. Okay. Like another company is doing it, like which is just that's kind of I've never seen that before. Being like, all right, we're gonna t- we're gonna just take a mulligan and do it again. So this is the mini boss. This is like the final boss of the first episode, but now in a mini version. R.I.P. Mini boss. Uh, SVS Guru 2000 with a five euro donation. Thank you so much, SVS Guru. Said uh, back then the game blew my mind by being able to look around with a mouse and the weapons not being centered. Uh, we were really easily impressed back then. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, unlike Doom, the weapons slightly cocked to the right. It's funny to think that uh, the people who made Quake didn't think people would want mouse look by default. They're like, oh, yeah. I'll have it so you have to hold down a button to do mouse look. I mean. Who really cares that much? It turns out, yeah. oh, it's like the basically the only way people want to play shooters now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Whoops. I wonder if that was just a result of, you know, not having massive amounts of playtesting, and so you don't. And then once the game's out in the wild, everyone's like, no, we clearly prefer this one thing to the other. Yeah. I think that sort of era of PC gaming was sort of developer knows best. Like and people would just play whatever they were given. Yeah, very much there so. There wasn't quite as much competition for the really, uh, the really big stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, mouse look is uh, just literally using your mouse to, to as yeah. like your neck and looking around. Same thing, using yeah. a second analog stick to to look around. I mean, when shooters like Doom like this and Quake and Doom came out, the default was you'd, like, move and turn with the keyboard. Yeah. And then uh, you didn't have to aim up because these were basically 2D games. So Mm -hmm. the game would just automatically shoot things that were above and below you. Uh, Wahoonie with uh, 35ZAR says Duke 3D is the only game I know of where the mirrors are not only functional, but they had gameplay mechanics where uh, they reflected shrink and freeze rays. Yeah. Yeah, again, small, small details that really kind of set this game apart at the time. Uh, Skeptical Wizard says, Did you play Blood 2 The Chosen? No one talks about Blood 2 The Chosen anymore. Certainly did. I owned Blood 2 The Chosen in a box back in the day. Look at that. Someone's talking about Blood 2 The Chosen. I think I was too Uh, young to recognize how awful it was at that time. But yeah, it's an awful, awful game. Hmm. There's like a pretty big secret around here, and I can't quite remember how to to find it. Someone's going to have to help me out, possibly. Is it the does it have something to do with the ship that's outside? Is that the Challenger? Yeah, it's just a sprite though. Okay. Oh, close everything. Yeah. Oh, you open everything. See, if you look at the map of this level, see if I can zoom out. 
It's basically a big old Starship Enterprise. Oh, clever. Very clever. Yes, because uh, let's not forget, this <clears throat> was, uh, for all its macho posturing, this was a game being made by Turbo Nerds. <laughs> there was a button in that closet with the pills. That sounds like we're playing Clue now. Someone's going to have to remind me where that closet with the pills was. Aha! Uh, certain people are lamenting uh, the loss of the big, chunky PC box art. Oh, uh, yeah. happy I don't have those giant boxes anymore. Remember those giant boxes? Well, you could fit, like, four on a gigantic store shelf. Yeah, yeah. Now I have to remember what that button did. <coughs> oh, blimey. This cough just won't leave me alone. It's Is most... it still lingering from, from COVID? Yeah, it's it's mostly gone. Mm. The switch is timed, by the way. Of course it is. Ah ha ha! Found it! Man, they had to make you work for your stupid secrets back in the day. <laughs> this is probably so they could it? sell it to magazines. And the magazines yeah, could print how true. to find it. Yeah. Fucking hell! Okay. So you have to do you have to do that and then get back there and very quickly. Okay, got it. This looks like Doom. Is this just Doom? Oh no! Oh, look at that! Now we're in the we're on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise TNG era. Did they ever make a Star Trek shooter around this time? Not around this time. They made uh, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force a few years down the line. In full 3D. Yeah, it was uh, pretty good. Sequel was dog shit. But, it, you know, it, uh, it, it uh, served its purpose. Uh -huh. Get out! I'm, I'm short on ammo, you bastards! I'm gonna shrink ya. Yeah. Uh, Michael Kitchen says Half-Life might have been the last big box game I bought. I wonder what, like, when they start making the big, the big old ones. Well, after a while, they... you know, good sense prevailed, and PC switched to DVD-sized boxes like all the consoles yeah. did. There was no... Yeah. I guess there wasn't really any way to justify it, the big uh, PC game box. Yeah, I guess it was only certain games would come with, like, pretty hefty manuals that were, like, you know, bigger than a... Secrets you know, within secrets. This is ew, layers upon layers. This is incredible. Yeah. Is this the porno room? Did you just find a porno room? Yeah, it's just Captain Picard's really ready room that adjoins mm. his ready room. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Switcher, Switcher says, was Duke Nukem ever as big as Doom as a series? Oh, yeah. I think so. I, I'd, say so. I, I'd say so. I'd say Duke 3D was like the one of the big names of PC gaming. But then, like, they lost yeah. their momentum when Duke Nukem Forever didn't come out for 17 years. Yeah, and other yeah, it's almost a hard question because you really have to think of in the moment because you yeah. know Doom carried its momentum and still carries its momentum, whereas uh, Duke just lost it all. Yeah, and uh, other superior franchises took over, like Half Life. There you go. Oh, my supplier High Sarah said, "I think Left 4 Dead Two is the last game I bought physically because it was censored on German Steam." 
Interesting. Yeah, I know Germany and uh, especially Australia has a lot of uh, sort of specific censorship things. I know. I think Australia is uh, something about like you can't take pills as a you can't use pills as a gameplay mechanic or pills it's, as like something that it's so dumb. You yeah. can't you can't take drugs as a game mechanic. So uh, yeah, when games have like. I think it was Fallout 3. They, instead of Morphine, they had to rename it to something like Med-X. God, that's very dumb. They, I think they just feel like being contrarian sometimes. <laughs> Spat. Hi, lady. Uh, a couple of folks in the chat are also talking about Shogo. Yeah, it was a Lith Tech game, same engine as Blood 2, which was sort of inspired by Japanese mecha anime. Oh, that's cool. I don't think I knew that one. It wasn't very good. Developed by Monolith as well. Monolith, so busy. Is that thing where you like, you, when you were in like giant robot mode, everything would be smaller, but you didn't feel bigger? Because, you know. Yeah. It's the little things with that sort of thing. Like, you know, the ground shaking as you walk, moving a lot more slowly, special effects. Having, like, would it do the whole HUD thing where it looked like you were inside a mech, so it would sort of be a full, like, full-frame HUD kind of thing? Not really. I just remember it really didn't feel like we were in a mech. It just felt like we were wearing suit of armor and now everything was really small. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool door, right? Uh, had, you had to use a special sector effector to get that to work. That is neat, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... Honestly, this is the furthest I've seen into Duke Nukem. I feel like Duke Nukem, in my mind, has always just been that opening level. <laughs> Hollywood, Holocaust. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say pigs in Hollywood. Now, well, as I say, that was the shareware level. That was what everyone was familiar with. Because yeah, this was back in the yeah. day when shareware was something that uh, was a thing they'd released like literally one third to like, one quarter of the entire game for free yeah for free legally you, it's not like you were you were pirating it or anything yeah, yeah then you could pay and register and then you get the rest of the game yeah that was how just how a lot of PC games were sold back in the day yeah mail order no downloading yeah, mail order. you'd have to send off for the discs Mail order, a lot of a lot of weird scrounging. Yeah, or, or I remember the games that you'd have to install like several discs, so you'd have yeah. to sit there, and when one was done, you'd have to put the next in. And... and a lot of games, I think I'd include Blood in this, where they just put all their best ideas in the first episode. Yeah, uh, like so, almost so equivalent of like a vertical slice. Yeah, so you'd be fooled by the shareware, and then you just get a load of really boring levels. I think, yeah, I think Quake did that as well. The first episode of Quake is the only episode with a final boss. The rest of them just oh, sort of funny, the rest of them just sort of <laughs> stop when they run out of castles. Ah, oh, that's genius. Ah, where are we going? I, I've just been zoning out up to now, which is oh, which is absolutely the point of this. Stream. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Play games that make me zone out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Skater, uh, or Skaternik, uh, says PC Gamer Zine with the shareware CDs every month. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah, those. Yeah, 
Yeah, SVS Guru, same thing, uh, two euro donations. And I also remember demo versions of CDs and game magazines. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one thing uh, uh, PC gaming definitely had over a lot of console gaming was you know there was no such thing as demo cartridges easily attainable demo cartridges no. for Nintendo consoles or Sega consoles or anything like that. There were demo CDs for PlayStation. Yeah, I have. Uh, I know even myself and a lot of folks in the chat uh, now have the. Uh, 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 fond memories of uh, Pizza Hut in the U.S. for some reason had a lot of uh, demo discs, and that was where a lot of people first played Tony Hawk. It was a couple mm. months before it came out, and you could one of the games on the demo disc was uh, just the, the opening level, the the warehouse with that one Goldfinger song, and I remember just playing that ad nauseum. It was crazy. It was only just two. It was, you just had two minutes. That was all the demo was, and you could keep doing it over and over again. But it was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid One had the demo of the opening, just the opening little area. Remember uh, Spiral Dragon on that demo disc, Final Fantasy VIII. Really good times. Good stuff. Pizza Hut was also just better in the 90s. This, this is true. I don't mm. know if Pizza Hut was just better in the 90s or if we were literal children and uh, didn't know what good pizza was. So. And one of the ones of these old boomer shooters, you'd literally have to find a secret place to progress in the level. I wonder if part of that's the like the game isn't that long, so it's like is that artificially um, I I extending call, its length? I wouldn't call that a secret place, per se. Yeah, that's like a mandatory place. Still, really getting our money's worth out of the build engine with these effects. Really impressive. Yeah, this is genuinely impressive. Because the mo one thing everyone knows about the build engine is that it couldn't do sector on sector. And for that reason, whenever you go underwater, you're not actually going underwater, you're teleporting to a different room. Oh, interesting. That's why there's, like, it doesn't... Like, you'll never get a moment where half of the thing is on the top and underwater is on the bottom. Yeah. No pig cops in this episode at all. I guess it wouldn't make much uh, contextual sense for the LAPD to be in space. <laughs> that is true. Hey, the game was kind of uh, ahead of its time, and it's uh, all, all cops are bad um, rhetoric. There you go. That's good. Uh, VRDRF says, I kind of miss the old school, quote, edgy horror adventures like Sanitarium, Harvester, or Phantasmagoria. There's something hey. about them that really hasn't been done afterwards. Mm, I got killed, except not really. What did you, what did you get killed by? I got squished by? by the squishy machine. God mode. God mode can never stop us. God mode. God mode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, I have fond memories of that early, um, like pre-Resident Evil horror where the horror games didn't really know what was going on like Alone yeah. in the Dark and Clock Tower um... Lose your train of thought? Uh, no, I'm trying to figure out uh uh, there's there's someone's posting an acronym in the chat. I'm trying to figure out IDDQD. IDDQD. That's the classic uh, God mode code for the original Doom. Uh oh, gotcha. That's not the God mode code for this game. 
Gotcha. The god mode code for this game was DN Cornholio. Oh. But that yeah. was a bit too much to... Head reference? Yeah, Beavis and Butthead <laughs> reference. But that was a bit too much yeah. to type, so D-N-K-R-O-Z also works. That's the one I use. Yeah. It's nice that after you die, you can turn on god mode and come back to life. A lot of games wouldn't do that. Oh, what, you can toggle them? No, just for... Uh, what I mean is that after we die... Before we, yeah. like, press the button to restart the level, we can just type in God Mode and come back to life. Oh, okay, gotcha. In a lot of That's games, it, it, like, if you died, that was it. No, no, uh, preemptive God Moding. No retconning. Oh, no preemptive God Opening. Ah! I keep getting scared when the pit climbs on your screen. I don't like it. I don't like the facehuggers. Yeah, there's a bit of a horror vibe to this, uh, part of the game. This chapter of the game. Yeah, feeling a little some 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 Giger influences. Because it wouldn't be like '90s PC games if there wasn't massive tone issues. Exactly. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the single player player uh, with a five dollar donation says Yahtzee's capital A number one. Okay then. Yahtzee you very number much. one. I don't know if you knew that, but you're number one. Well, I'd always but suspected. But your capital A, your A number one, which means you're not the number one. You're just like one of many number ones. Also, number one means doing a wee wee. Are you saying That's I'm wee wee? You're a you're a doing a wee wee. <laughs> I'm insulted. <laughs> Man, it's not all you can do about taking damage from those chain gun guys if you don't have any cover. It's just I can see you! Hit scan weapon, bitch! Was this a... Do you think, like, on the whole, this was a, a more difficult game than something like Doom, the original Doom was? Um... I wouldn't say it was harder than Doom. I think, uh, Blood was definitely harder, because, like, the hit scan weapons were... The, the hit scan enemies were, like, the first ones you met. Yeah. Hit scan meaning weapons that, as long as you have line of sight, you're guaranteed to do damage. To simulate mm. an incredibly fast-moving bullet. Gotcha. Uh, Dom, HB15, uh, been a member for two months. Thank you so much, Dom. Using early access comment to say, Hi, guys, can you please say hi to my mate, Finley? Hi, Thanks. that person's mate, Finley. Hello, Finley. We miss you, Finley. I haven't shown off the Devastator yet, because i that's like basically the fuck you boss fight weapon. Is that just like the, the BFG? This game's BFG? I guess you could say that. But if you just like concentrate fire on the boss for like 10 seconds, it just takes them apart. Alright, what secret haven't I found now, game? How do we open this bloody door? Oh, there we go. Very hard to spot a uh, texture switch. And very uh, uh, shitty timer on it as well. Uh, Joachim uh, Haverstone uh, with a hundred Norwegian kroner. Thank you so much. Says, don't know if you've covered this on the stream, but in Resident Evil 4, uh, would you recommend the special gun the merchant sells you after you find and shoot ten medallions? Well, I don't remember. Was that the Chicago typewriter? Was that like No, the that was the, the Punisher. 
And the gimmick of that weapon was that it penetrated baddies. And once fully upgraded, it could penetrate up to five baddies. That's a lot of baddies. Which is made it good for made it good for crowd situations. Yeah. But was it like it, a fancy pistol? Was it like the dirty hairy pistol? Or yeah, it was, was a fan, it was a fancy pistol, a fancy, fancy automatic pistol. Probably the least of it when it comes to like fancy weapons in that game. Okay. There you go. Highly recommended for fans of pen penetration. Oh, that's right, we have to blow up this thing. Get away from me, explosions. So you're saying, there, is there a specific episode of this game that Randy Pitchford was known for? Is that what you're saying? I think he did uh, a lot of the work on the uh, expansion pack fourth episode, The Birth. Gotcha. The Birth. Yeah. Which has uh, a lot of those bloody guess the code for button puzzles yeah that pissed me off That's, so for that reason that I, for that reason I agree Randy Pitchford's a twat <laughs> for that reason and that reason alone uh a Sabo Luffy uh, uh sent uh cheered five bits thank you so much for the bits Sabo Luffy we appreciate you well now what Fast elevator. Uh, Michael Kitchen says, "Do you have to press four switches in a specific order to gain access to the Magic Castle?" That is in reference to Randy Pitchford is a part owner of a very famous um, members-only magic venue in LA called the Magic Castle. Oh, it is like the world's number one exclusive venue for magicians. That is extremely hard to get into. Um, I was assuming you're not supposed to use the jetpack, but. Hell, it fixes it does, everything. It does the job. Uh, Dem Sixon, uh, subscribe to Prime. Thank you so much, Dem Sixon. Appreciate it. Yeah, how are you supposed to do this if you didn't have the jetpack? Or do you just have to have the jetpack if you're here? I guess. I mean, it's, it seems perfectly possible to use up the jetpack fuel without getting there. But I guess mm. that's PC gaming in the 90s. Fuck you, player. Yeah. Intuitive, what's that? There you go. Okay, I guess I did, I did pick up a jetpack on that ledge down there, so... Okay. Throws me, because basically every other level in this game you can get through without the jetpack. Yeah. The jetpack's just the sort of cheaty... Get out of jail uh, free card. Yeah, TT, we know where the exit is. Let's just hurry to it. Yeah. I wonder, if, does this game have a big speedrunning scene? I don't... Surprisingly, I don't think so. Like, I, I watch almost everything from, from GDC twice a year, and I feel like I never see this game pop up. Oh. Whereas I've, I've seen some, some pretty interesting Dark Forces ones, uh, original Quake. Original Damn, Duke. Accidentally shrunk a lady, and he deliberately stomped on it when I got close enough to it. And when they say kill Sorry. me, I feel like we should maybe open a dialogue at that point, Duke. 
mate. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I said Dem Sixon subscribe to Prime. They corrected me that it's Demon, but it's a six. So if anything, it should be Dem GN. So Dem GN, thank you again for your for your subscription. I wonder if there's like a no jetpack speedrunning category. Yeah, because I feel like if you had the jetpack, it would just be a very much just fly to every exit. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Business with a $5 donation says, uh, I like how recently the internet has sort of reclaimed Duke Nukem's character and spun him as an icon of positive ma masculinity and bo body positivity. Where are they? Where's that happening? Have they? Yeah. <laughs> Have they? I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> I mean, I think of anything he's kind of just like looked at and laughed at. I mean, they kind of do that with uh, Marvel's Thor. Yeah. He's does Thor say Earth Defense Force? Do I keep saying something that says EDF Earth Defense Force? Yes. Was that a thing before? Yes. This is one of this is one of the uh, iterations of Earth Defense Force. It's entirely unrelated to the game series Earth Defense okay. Force. That's which I is, was just uh, bringing that up because I like those games quite a bit. It's a Japanese series where you kill giant yeah. bugs. Very mindless as well. Although in that Japanese game sort of way, where you still have to like wade through a hundred menus just to get to a bloody mission. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Fred E with a 499 donation thank you so much Fred says I think we're in the age of TV and movies searching for content rather than art stuff to fill their streaming services when do you think it'll end oh, or what do you think will end it such cynicism in one so young <laughs> people would probably have said the same around the time every Saturday morning cartoon was just trying to flog your action figures that is true it's you important learn the cynicism to from you dad yeah it's important to note that Every era has its, like, uh, attempts at cashing in, and we mostly just forget them. You only really yeah. remember the uh, actual sea changes. Stuff. Yeah, and the, uh, there's, there's still, there's, there's Duff, geez, more good game. stuff out there. There's so many of these guys. Where did they all come from? That is obnoxious fucking design. Uh... Yeah, there's there's more good stuff in every medium than there's ever been now. It's just you have to wade through more and more noise. Um, yeah. I, well, yeah, I would agree that there's more noise than ever in terms yeah. of streaming services and movies and TV and games. And that could be annoying, but, you know, the, the the good stuff usually rises to the top eventually as long as it's yeah. as long as it is good. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, every once in a while you get a thing where a game bombs even though it was really good and kind of a shame but it's yeah. always been that case and usually time will uh look back yeah. on it and, and reclaim something and it'll become a cult classic there you go and then the people who made it get to go to conventions for the rest of their fucking lives yeah exactly signing uh autographs in the celebrity zoo <laughs> Hey, uh, I got the Invaders like Must Die achievement at last. Heck yeah. Killed a thousand baddies. Ow. Uh, Demon. Look at that. I did it right that time. Uh, sent over uh, 200 bits on Twitch. Thank you so much. It says, uh, have we talked about the D&D &D movie earlier? Was quite surprised to see uh, Black Dragon actually break acid. Uh... Did you so? Uh, did you see that they, they released a trailer for an upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie the other I day? Ha I have heard 
about it. Okay. I haven't seen the trailer. It is uh, tonally very much uh, feels like the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I don't know if you've seen those movies. Right, right. So they're just um, uh, sort of like winky, tongue and cheeky. Yeah, winky, winky. Uh, come yeah. and watch this, disaffected Zoomers of the world. We're completely jaded <laughs> too by our product. Uh, but it's interesting because it feels like uh, I mean that's kind of like the the, the uh, more recent rise in popularity of D and D does seem to be. Um, tethered to humor and not taking itself too seriously. Um, obviously, with stuff like Critical Role and Adventure is Night, our own show. Um, yes, which is obviously to be spoken of in the same breath because as Critical Role, equally yeah. as popular properties, those two. No, absolutely. Yeah, the anim- our animated series is uh, in the works at Amazon. So uh, that was a lie. That's not a lie. Although, um, yeah, if I you're actually, int- uh, if you're if oh, you're interested, Amazon. Or, like, one of Amazon's major competitors. And uh, Critical Role does really well. Hey, we could yeah. uh, we could maybe hook you up with an IP that could compete. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I thought the... Uh, Demon, I actually thought the trailer was, was pretty good. I'm glad it's not. The, I feel like a, a real self-serious fantasy would I'd kind of roll my eyes at it considering how much self a self-serious fantasy we have with what looks like the new Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones shows so um yeah it um sort of having a tongue-in-cheek approach at least in the opening trailer looked good to me I don't know the game might be bad but or the movie might be bad but it's written directed by the guys who did Game Night which was a really good movie from a couple years ago that, that walked a very fine line between being very funny and having some serious stuff so who knows I should have a key. I need a key for the previous room, but there isn't one. Who needs a key when you have a jetpack? Well, jetpack can't do shit about closed doors. Oh, this is true. Although, that, those are new enemies, so maybe like a door opens somewhere. Is that usually a sign that something's happened in the level? If you see new enemies, you're like, alright, I'm probably going in the right direction. Yeah, they'll spawn a few more in. Uh, Anthropod Void with a 5 euro donation. Interesting. Uh, thank you so much, Anthropod. Uh, with a comment of off-topic, but in Bravely Default, turns out the protag is controlled by an entity from another realm. Even the 3DS camera turns on to show you that it's you. Reminded me of uh, something Yahtzee said once. Uh, okay. You know, Does that say specifically uh, what I said? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was it something about uh, breaking the the fourth wall or games that sort of was it maybe when we were talking about uh, Spec Ops, talking about games that kind of bring in <coughs> you, the player? I do yeah. think that's a neat uh, a neat use of of the technology of the 3DS to be able to turn on the camera at a certain point and and show your big dumb grinning grinning face in the game world. Three of the fuckers. Sorry, yes. Yes, you have to <laughs> remind me what specifically I said about that sort of thing. Yeah, there's uh, you know a lot of games that done that, uh, done that kind of thing, like acknowledge you as the player. Well, um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Two does that with. Uh, um, I remember you, the first. You enter your name at the beginning of the game, and then at the end on on Raiden's dog tags or your name and everything like that. Yeah, I remember the first time I played uh, Lemmings 2, The Tribes. 
<laughs> and there's this whole animated intro sequence, on the Amiga at least, uh, where they say, we must rely upon the mysterious force that guided us to safety before. And they looked to camera, and that blew my fucking mind when I was like, a kid. That's me! <laughs> yes. Uh, VRDRF with a five euro donation. Thank you so much. Says, what game do you dislike the most that everyone else loves? I guess I'm gonna have to say The Last of Us. There you go. And, uh. What, what parade do you piss on the most? More so The Last of Us 2, perhaps. But I think more people agree that that one wasn't as good as the first. It feels like that game has a pretty even 50 50 split, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas the first game, I think, is much more. If you didn't like the first game, I think you have much more people against you there. Um, I don't know. There's my games are less not liking them and more of just like I have no, I have like zero interest in playing The Witcher or Skyrim or Fallout. Like any of those big, just get ready to spend 500 hours in this world. I just kind of roll my yeah. eyes at and want to go to bed. Yeah, I never get into those. Uh... Uh, Baldur's Gate style RPGs that people love so much. Yeah. More of these motherfuckers. Just devastate one of them away. Uh, John Odom says after Cyberpunk CD Project Red will never get another dime from me. John Odom, if they release Witcher 4 and it ends up getting 10s across the board, I feel like you're going to renege on that and buy the Witcher 4. Yeah, it's easy to talk tough before yeah. peer pressure sets in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no matter how uh, how high the mighty have fallen from, uh, one good game, I feel like, is enough to, to bring people yeah. back around. You're only as good as the last thing you did, as they say. Yeah. If the next Mass Effect turns out to be incredible, I think people will do a lot of forgiving of Bioware. Same thing with whatever CD Projekt Red does next. Yeah, um, everyone forgot how long. With... Everyone forgot how long Team Fortress Two was in development after Team Fortress yeah. Two came out. Yeah. I was a little upset over the weekend because I noticed Toffee always licks my hand and my face, but he never licks my daughter's hand or face. So I oh, made my daughter Toffee. stand there while I spread peanut butter on her hand. And then she could enjoy the experience of a dog licking her hand. There you go. Perfect. Did it work? Well, he ate the peanut butter. And, <laughs> it's a start. And she uh, had a little giggle because the dog was licking her. But generally, that I find... Times and Toffee will just always think her hand's made of peanut butter. Generally, Toffee doesn't really get on with my eldest daughter. Interesting. Does he get on with anyone but you? Well, not really. I mean, that's okay. kind of why he had to start staying in the office while I was at work. Yeah. Because otherwise he'd get very whiny and would piddle on everything. Because his dear, because his beloved daddy had left him and would, was yeah. obviously never coming back. Oh, I guess we're on the moon now. We're in the portion of this episode where we're on the moon. Fantastic. I was waiting this whole time. Uh, people in chat are yelling at you to check for cracks in the wall and blow up said cracks. Oh yeah, the cracks. There's one. No RPG ammo though. This will just devastate it. 
Ooh, vents. Immersive sim. Gear Zero, new generation <laughs> of gaming. Here today. Uh, Sam Lipton, been a member for 19 months, using the early access comment to say, what's your biggest letdown so far this year? I, I never get optimistic for stuff, as you know. So why don't you answer that? That's his secret. I gotta, I gotta pull out my list of games I've played this year. Um, I do get optimistic for things, and I do have my heart broken often, so... Um, there you go. I don't know. I've liked the things I've liked. I guess... Uh, I don't know if I would count this as a letdown, but, like, I bought Horizon Forbidden West the day it came out, and I think it was $70 because it was a first-party PlayStation game, and I put two hours into it and was so overwhelmingly uninspired that I haven't touched it since. Hmm. And I'm like, why did I spend $70 on that? That was dumb. I also didn't really like the first Horizon, so I feel like I just don't like that series. Only you had access to the communal escapist PlayStation account. Uh, I do have access to it. So, I don't... So, that one's on me. Well, you should have played it on that, you big silly. (laughs) That that one's on me. I just kind of assumed I was going to like it, which I don't know why, because I don't like the first one, so... Yeah, that's a weird assumption to make, then. Yeah, I'm, listen, I don't make good I don't make good uh, choices. I make bad choices. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Richard, with a $2 donation, says, played the TF2 campaign because of Marty, and I love it. The uh, Team Fortress 2 campaign? Because that's definitely not that, me. Yeah, that doesn't have a campaign. A, it doesn't exist. And B, uh, yeah, maybe TF is something else. TF, TF. TF. But it's like, oh, Titanfall 2. Oh. Gotcha. Uh, hell yeah. T- Titanfall 2 campaign is incredible. That's probably my, I think that's the my favorite shooter campaign since it came up. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. Yeah, it's nice. It's short. It uh, introduces new ideas and then goes on to the next new idea. Yeah, one of them it ripped off from Dishonored 2, or Dishonored 2 ripped it off. It's hard to say. I think they were right around each other, so that might have been like a Deep Impact Armageddon kind of thing. I've assumed so. Basically, both games had one level where you go back and forth between two different time periods with a magic handheld device. Yeah. I remember when, uh, like, the games came out, I was like, okay, boys, I'm not angry. I just want to know who copied whose homework. (laughs) If you fess up now, no one gets in trouble. Uh, Storm Templar said uh, Dishonored did it better. I mean, it depends on what... Like, Dishonored used it as, like, a giant kind of puzzle box thing, whereas Titanfall yeah. used it as, like, a fun roller coaster or fun house kind of thing. Yeah, it was a fun combat mechanic. Mm-hmm. You're back having to deal with the different enemies in different areas. Although Titanfall yeah, 2's campaign was as much about traversal as it was combat, as I recall. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of interesting puzzles. Like, there was that one level that takes place in, like, a factory that's oh, building yeah. giant, like, prefab neighborhoods. Yeah, I love that. The one yeah. thing I didn't like about Titanfall 2's campaign was the bit where you pilot a giant robot, which was which kind of... Which seems weird, because you're like, this should yeah. be the coolest. That's yeah. the whole theme. Yeah. I think it's just they made the pilot movement feel so good that yeah. you get in the back and you're like well this is fine but I feel like I'm happier with, with a pilot uh, exploding things piss off oh, get him away from there
Okay. Let's kill them at the toilet. As they deserve. Yeah, there's literally a sprite for the lizard troopers sitting on the toilet. See, again, and, that's uh, a good example of, like, I don't know why they did this, but I'm glad they did. Don't use it just as, like, a sitting sprite, because, uh... As soon as they get up, the game plays a toilet flushing sound, and then you'll just confuse the player. <laughs> Come get some, one of many lines from Army of Darkness. Uh, Galvin says at least the lizard troopers are potty trained. That is true. Well, they do wear clothes, so they have a degree of sophisticated intelligence. Yeah. You think the orcs in Lord of the Rings were, were potty trained? Well, I, I like that uh, uh, that question that was raised on a meme I saw once that quoted the line, Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. And then posited, yeah. How do the orcs know what a menu is? Yeah, do they have restaurants? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume they eat. I assume that since they're an organized war machine, there must be some organized method for feeding them. Yeah. Maybe there's a cafeteria in the old camps? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I'm just, like, thinking of everything at a restaurant. So is there, like, a hostess at, like, an orc restaurant? Like, yeah. do they patiently wait to be seated if they go during a crowded hour? I, I think it's probably more a sort of sit-down buffet affair. Yeah. Like, you, you serve yourself. And there's a menu just listing all the specials. Sure, sure. It's not like a, a, a tasting menu that changes depending on what's in yeah. season. I don't think there are orc waiters. I think that would no. just be silly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've always criticized the whole trope of a, a species that is built just for war, because obviously, yeah. you know, someone has to be building the fences and shit. Sure, yeah. So I always appreciated, like, a random dialogue I heard in one of the Shadow of War games where mm -hmm. you'd hear two orcs who were building a fence and they're all like, try to think of it as like fighting the fence with the hammer. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, SVS Guru, there's also definitely orc masseurs as well. Yeah, from the, the hit well, game. Uh, well, they all are to a certain extent. Yeah. <laughs> depending on your perspective. There you go. Uh, frankly, I'm a person with $2 donation. Thank you so much. Said, I can't believe this game ripped off Age of Evil. See, I now uh, understand that reference. I didn't nah. understand that reference an hour ago, but now I do. Snarf, snarf, snarf. Okay. Uh, Hyper Astartes with the $5 donation. Thank you so much, Hyper. Says, any opinions of the state of the industry in the UK? Uh, only noteworthy studio I can think of is Rockstar versus uh, the 90s when we had stuff like Bullfrog, Lionhead, etc. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on in the UK. I haven't been back there in a very long time. Yeah, there's uh, there's Rare still. I mean, Rare's not uh, like back at their prime, but yeah. Sea of Thieves makes quite a bit of money, so Rare's one of... Well, Team 17's think... still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they published that uh, Souls-like game I was playing that we got a review copy for and was absolute shit. Um, I, feel like I won't, I won't that, say that, what it's... That could be many of them. I won't say what it's called in case there was an embargo on it. There might be an embargo. Was it one of the 2D ones? Like the... No. It was like a full oh. 3D Souls-like. Oh. Okay. Well, if there's any full 3D uh, Souls-like streams, uh, or Souls-like games coming out... Published by 217. Yeah. Be weary. They could be shitty. 
Uh, oh, Traveler's Tales is still in the UK. Um, oh, the Lego the, dudes. The, the Lego, the Lego dudes. Yeah. Sony still has a London studio. Yeah, just not a lot though. Rockstar is like certainly far and away the biggest one. Yeah. Damn it, I don't know where to go now. Criterion Obviously. was uh, the UK as well. Probably some you know, vent or other. The Burnout Games in black. Uh, yeah, honey, so Breakout, uh, Breakout, Metal Gear, and Hidden Gems are all going to be um, in the evenings now on their respective days. Uh, hmm. I believe they're starting at 6 p.m. Central? 7 p.m. Central? Let me see what time it was. So I used the blue key to go in here. Got access to this area. There's that hallway again. Ooh. Well, tish pish posh. Huh? Uh, yes, honey, money. You're right. Six p.m. Central. So six uh, Mondays. 6 p.m. Central is when uh, Hidden Gems is going to be. Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central is going to be Breakout. And Thursday, 6 p.m. Central is going to be Metal Gear from now on. So there you go. Hmm, this feels promising. Uh, Hyperstart says uh, Crystal Dynamics, maybe another UK studio is still around. Well, Crystal D has a. That's the Bay Area, at least the Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics. Yep. That's uh, a U.S. company, isn't it? That's in the Bay Area. I mean, that's where like Tomb Raider and the Avengers were made in. Like, yeah, I know they made the uh, SFO Airport. Yeah. yeah, I know they made Tomb Raider. Maybe you're thinking of Core. Yeah, the original creators of Tomb Raider, Core Design. Yeah, those were. Yeah, does I don't think they do they exist anymore. They were big wheels back in the Amiga days, and they like made Tomb Raider, and that was the only thing they ever needed to make ever again. Yeah, and then they fucked that up. And then uh, the publisher took the game away from them for being naughty. <laughs> well, I'm stumped. Uh, yeah, that one nice guy says, why did Core fail? I just think the Tomb Raider games started getting worse and worse. I don't yeah. Know yeah, they were just getting, like, they kept churning them out. They got worse and worse reviews. They were publisher really evolving with the times. Yeah, publisher said, we weren't happy with the performance of the last one. We're going to take the property away from you, give it to uh, Crystal Dynamics. And uh, then Core just doesn't have any other strings to their bow mm -hmm. at that point. Now, back in the Amiga days, they were killing it. They made They made Chuck Rock. They made Bubba and Sticks. Bubba they made, and Sticks. They made Curse of Enchantia. They had fingers in several IP pies that nobody cares about anymore. A lot of, a lot of pies. Oh, Moby Bloke says, Keycard is in the sludge. Oh, that's a stupid thing to do.
Uh, yeah, a couple of folks saying that they never got into the Tomb Raider games, the early ones. They were, I, I feel like Tomb Raider 1 was like a very interesting, like, ooh, look at this. Um, but yeah, I never really enjoyed the series until the, the modern trilogy. And even the modern trilogy, like, I don't think are incredible, but I don't know, they were very <laughs> passable cinematic adventure games. Well, that's you. Mm-hmm. Out under the sludge. Under there are very the few. There are very few places in the game we actually go under the sludge. Do you take damage as you're under the sludge? No, that's the dumb thing. It's like poison. Oh. Also, so it's just note sensibly water. Note how I remember how I said earlier when you go underwater, it's a different room. Well, notice that the yeah. ceiling doesn't have the same effect that the floor has. Oh, funny. Yeah. Bit of an oversight. Yeah, the floor is kind of like waving, and then the ceiling is just. Uh... Naughty, naughty, cutting corners, 3D realms. Yeah, little speedrun strap for you there. Look at that. Oh, I just accidentally used my steroids. How embarrassing. Oh, no. Now I'm going so fast I can barely control myself. <laughs> That's what steroids do, kids. Oh, fucking mini bosses. Is it, really, is it the only way to kill this thing? Just to constantly be peeking out and shooting a couple shots at it? Yeah. It's that uh, hit scan chain guns, pretty fucking devastating. Yeah. Don't even know what killed me there, who cares? Nothing kills you when you're God. Uh, VRDRF says that Yahtzee ever played Redneck Rampage. That game was peak weird from what I remember. Certainly did. I played pretty much all the two and a half D boomer shooters back in the day. There you go. Redneck Rampage, it was Junicum 3D but themed around rednecks. So you Perfect. were a good old boy with a shotgun who kept saying rednecky things. Perfect. And you ended each level by biffing your cousin in the face with a crowbar. Zero notes. Well done. For a second I thought, I looked at the box art and I thought it was going to be one of those uh, kind of spoof games like Pissed. Which was like... Uh, well, I guess it wasn't specifically like spoofing anything. Yeah. It was just, hey, you're a redneck. Yeah. Let's laugh at uh, American working class people. Yeah, so was that just like, was trying to capitalize off the like Jeff Foxworthy I, know I, how you're a redneck like stand up thing? I don't know. I don't know when jo Jeff Foxworthy became a thing, but Redneck Rampage would have been like the late, mid to late yeah, 90s. Yeah, mid to late yeah, 90s. Yeah, I think it was it, around then. When all the other ones came out. Yeah. Uh, Lampy with a five pound donation. Thank you so much, Lampy. Says, Marty, how do you feel about this point and click adventure? Uh, this is great. There's too many bullets, but other than that, it's a great point and click adventure. Lampy yeah. uh, is trying to make it happen so that every shooter, any game you play with a mouse, is a point and click adventure. I remember people, like always used to, people always used to talk shit about uh, play people who main sniper in Team Fortress Classic. Yeah. They're saying it turns the game into a point and click adventure. 
You know what? Some yeah. people like those ones. I've never seen a single shrinker shot shrink two enemies at once. Yeah. That must that uh probably quite unlikely. Yeah, I'm just going on a shrinker rampage, why not? Just oh. going on a shrimper. And we put the fucking key card that's essential for progress in the toilet. Of course. <laughs> I want to say the first to like uh, two and a half D2 to the added elements to the environment you could interact with was probably Rise of the Triad, because you could like blow up bits of scenery uh, bits of scenery and things. Some like, yeah. yeah. I never played the original Rise of the Triad because those are the ones. They're, they're still new ones, right? Like they, they keep making. Um, they make not like a Rise really. Of the they made like they made a re they made sort of like a full three D remake of Rise of the Triad a few years back. Oh, what am I? What am I thinking? What was You're probably game? thinking of something else. The, there was a game that came out recently with a with a with a grappling hook. It kind of has like you have to narrow that down a bit. Yeah, that's I, I realize that's every game. It has like the uh, sort of like ooh, Asian stereotypes. Uh, Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that was the other one. The other like big two and a half D shooter. Yeah. 3D realms. Very. That one just had a recent. I had a recent game come out, right? Very game. very racist in retrospect. Very racist. Yeah. It's like Grapple Dog. No, Grapple Dog is not racist. I can't confirm. I finished Grapple Dog, and there's zero racism in there. Uh, racist and sexist. Because uh, the original yeah, Shadow Warrior, there was a load of nudie anime girls all over the place. And you'd, uh, you could you could click on them, and the main character would say something sexist to them, and then they would start shooting you. Let's see. With the gun, they were hiding up their bottoms. Perfect. Haha! Froze the mini boss. Second, I thought you said froze the mini bar, and I was like, "That's not good." Well, uh, froze the frozen. Froze, freeze my margaritas. <laughs> yes, please. Fucking these dudes. Uh, Schottenjäger says, if I remember correctly, uh, Balky Stone, Aliens of Gold, had Blake. interactable... Blake. Oh, Blake, okay, it was, it was Blake Balky, Stone. So I, my, my apologies. I thought it was like Balky from the show Perfect Strangers. Uh, Blake Stone, Aliens of Gold, had interactable and destructible vending machines, but I can't remember if it came up before or after Rise of the Triad. Uh, probably before. When did Marathon like first come out? Uh, that was uh, Bungie, correct? Yeah, one of their, like, first big hit. Yeah, 1994. Oh, yeah. Well, that would have been way before this game. Look at you, Marathon. You this did was, it. This was 96. Alongside Quake. I have a couple of, like, uh, touchstones with which I remember the key eras of gaming. Quake and Judy 3D came out in 1996. And then Deus Ex came out in 2000. And then I just sort of remember the dates for everything else around those. Around those, yeah, as sort of like the new benchmarks. Yeah, I yeah. almost think of it when, I mean, because growing up with consoles, I like, it, I know when all the consoles came out, so I'm like, okay, well, this is when the N64 generation started, and then this was when PS2 came out, and yeah, I feel like everyone has their, has their own weird little mnemonic devices. Not really mnemonic devices, but ways of remembering things. 
Hey, there's a spacesuit here. At some point early in this game's design, the spacesuit was going to be an item you could pick up and use, the same way you used the scuba gear when you went out into space. Oh, some interesting. Reason, that ended up like getting dropped as oh, a concept. says, uh, was Transformer Future Shock? I think you mean Terminator answer. Future Shock. Oh, you do mean Terminator. I think they, yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, not, not Transformer, Terminator. And yeah, I think that was the game. We were talking about the two Terminator games um, earlier in the stream. And uh, one, the, the Terminator game I was remembering was called Skynet, but maybe it was called Future Shock another thing. Um, that was the one that Bethesda did. I'm pretty well, sure there was different. more than one Terminator first-person shooter. That would make sense. Hey, there was uh, also Chex Quest. Do you remember Chex Quest? Oh uh, yeah, that was the one that they gave away in cereal boxes. Yeah. Who likes secret places? Yay! Who likes secret places containing nerdy science fiction references? Yay! That's Luke Skywalker in a stormtrooper round. Oh, oh no! Is he like hung up? Oh, you shot him. Yeah. Okay. Fuck him. I think he was like in the Wampa, in the Wampa cave. Well, he wouldn't have been wearing the stormtrooper outfit in the Wampa cave. He would not. No. Get your references right, 3D realms. <laughs> Fucking Pitchford. You do a sleight of hand technique, but you can't get your Star Wars correct. Anyway. Ooh. Secrets. More secrets. Uh, Jane says, I got Age of Empires 1, uh, the Age of Empires 1 disc in a cereal box, played it for years and still do. Yeah, they used to just, PC games used to just fucking, they would just be like, here's here's a game. It's with this box of cereal. Here's a full game. It's with this magazine. Really strange. Another one, yeah, because CDs were very cheap to manufacture. Yeah. I remember the floppy disk era. Ooh. I played games on my Amiga with floppy disks. <laughs> you know, the thing that's the save icon, and everyone makes a joke about how no one recognizes what <laughs> the save what icon the hell it is. is. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't been the oh, same okay. icon in like newer versions of Microsoft Word, as far as I can see. I think gotcha. they just uh, have a picture of a folder with an arrow going into it now. Oh, apparently, uh, Future Shock, uh, Skynet is the sequel to Future Shock. Both of them were developed by Bethesda. Right, there you go. Uh, however, the second one, so Skynet was the one that, um, I believe it was Todd Howard's first game. So there you go. Huh. Isn't the history of PC gaming interesting? See, you thought you were going to come here for dick jokes, and you actually came here for dick jokes and a little bit of learning. So, there you go. Alrighty. I hope I don't die now. <laughs> Good news is, I remain alive. I'm proud of you. Is this gun you have? Is this like the BFG gun that you were mentioning earlier? This is the. Oh, no, it's the shrinker. Yeah, yeah, the shrinker.
Uh, Jaden says, imagine unironically playing AAA games in 2022. I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean because uh, Elden Ring is a AAA game from 2022, and yeah. I highly recommend people play that unironically. Cause it Don't is you try to smug hipster all over us. Don't you dare smug. You smug hipster smug smug. Anti-smug. Man, you know what's great? Elden Ring. Elden Ring's great. Have you ever have you gone back to it? Do you think you're ever going to go back to it? I probably will go back and finish it the next time the wife and kids are out of the house for the weekend. Until then, I'm just constantly looking for new indie games to review at this time in the year. Please, Johnny Video Games, give us more things. Well, we're out of the woods now. We got Stray. I got something to review for next week. I played that Indling game. Did you play that? Endling. Endling. Oh yeah, we played that actually on stream. The one but with the little fox with the yeah. little babies. Play it a wild was, uh, games where you play was, as a wild animal. It's the yeah, new. It's weird. That came out the same day as Stray as well. Which man, I feel bad for the foxes because Stray just really ate their breakfast. It's the new hotness. People love their animals. So I'll probably be do like that. Will be the second game in my uh, double bill that will include Power Wash Simulator. I think they nice. go well together because they both remind me of environmental topics. That is true. Oh, okay. That's a that's a nice, uh, yeah, that's a really nice uh, duo right there. Yeah, and then August starts to have some good stuff. Two Point Campus, Cult of the Lamb, Thymesia, Roller Dome, Saints Row, Soul Hackers. Yeah, I think we're finally out of the bloody. Uh, release drought. The, dol- the doldrums of summer. Yeah. And then, you know, September 2nd, The Last of Us. Have you ever played that game before? Because it's back. I, w- I will not be playing that again. Huh. That laser trip mine leaves me a little underwhelmed, I must admit. Yeah, I feel like it's like a cool thing in theory, but it just really doesn't... Uh the problem is the pathfinding AI for the enemies in this game isn't very good. They can't follow you very well. There's not a whole lot of point in using chip mines. Yeah. Ab B says, I don't know if I would call Elden Ring AAA, maybe AA. I'm going to be honest, your definitions are very wrong. Of course, of course, it's AAA. It costs so much money. It's scope is scope is massive. Paid for it. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you like, just, I don't know if you guys, like, you just want to say you just so don't, don't want to say it's AAA because AAA equals like bad, it. and you like Elden Ring. <laughs> well, AAA isn't bad just because it's AAA. No. Don't blame the A's. Although I do laugh at the, uh, what was it? I think the, the Perfect Dark remake, um, or reboot or whatever that's coming out that has had some development issues, was they said going to be the first quadruple A game. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I laughed because I'm like, oh, are you just trying to brag that you're going to spend a lot of money on this game that is having development troubles? That's not a great, great thing to brag about. Yeah. Where's the threshold? I like. I, I hope that by the time I die, there's just like quintuple A. So it's just, just a series of A's that are just going to be my screaming as I play these games. It's like how there's no rating other than, you know, the best. So the yeah. only way to go from there is the best times two, and then yeah. the best times three, the bestest, yeah, the most yeah. best. 
And then you got no language for things that are shit. Yeah. Uh, Lampy, with a five-pound donation, says, You can always review the game Marty recently called, quote, So Cool, This Is Why There Are Sonic Fans. I did say that while playing Sonic Adventure, because it ends uh-huh. with this complete anime Super Saiyan bullshit that I said was very cool and then finally understood why there are Sonic fans. I can see why you would say that. <laughs> uh, and I highly recommend you do not uh, go back and play those Sonic games. I will. Although, uh, when Sonic uh, Frontiers maybe comes out later this fall, that'll be a good one to check oh, out. Oh, I'm definitely playing Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I'm saving up all my piss. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saving your piss in a jar like uh, Howard yep. Hughes all yep. year. Yeah, just gonna drop that shit like the pig's blood at the end of Carrie. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Sonic like uh, being crowned prom queen and having uh, having a little bouquet of flowers, and then all of a sudden it gets and then covered in piss. Down comes the piss. They'll call him Sonic the Green Blur when I'm finished with him. With it, his eyes open wide and he locks all the doors of the gymnasium, kills all of his little critter yeah. schoolmates. Yeah, yep. except not that. He just sort of looks pathetic yes. and everyone laughs. <laughs> uh, and then one last dono, uh, SVS Guru with five euros says, uh, any of you were the, quote, drug dealer, end quote, for games at school because you were the ones with the newfangled CD burner? Uh, I was not. I had a friend who was burning CDs, though. So, um, more for music than for... Um, well, all my friends were like Amiga users, so we'd all just like copy floppy disks of our games for each other. Yeah, back when that was extremely easy. Anyway, it's uh, 12 o'clock, so we'll call that the end of the stream. Heck yeah. I hope you enjoyed this little blast from the past. Yeah. On this stream for games I know a lot about and feel confident I can talk over. You've done great so far. Uh, so that'll be it from me today. What else we got coming up today? Uh, Jack and I will be back in one hour to play more Elden Ring. Um, he is, uh, we're at Farmazula now. Um, just one of the later areas in the game with his explosives only run. So tune in. That'll be, be starting in an hour, a two hour stream. That'll be really nice. And then, uh, tonight at 6 PM central. So four hours from now, uh, is going to be, uh, Hidden Gems. KC's gonna be back. Hmm. So KC and Jesse playing uh, Crosscode. Did you ever get? A, did you ever play Crosscode? I think I'd, it came out like a year or two ago. I did play that. I didn't review it. I yeah. guess I didn't really stick with it. And I, yeah, I, I, put a lot I of was time like started it. collecting side quests, and then I sort of zoned out. Yeah, it did, the opening didn't hook me, but a lot of people I know said it's just really it's like one of the best indie action RPGs. Yeah, in a, while, a, lot of, so. yeah a lot of people say that about a lot of things. They do. People do tend to say things. People uh, latch on to the thing they like to think they discovered. <laughs> I am the one who unearthed this. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll have the editor's hour uh, at noon. Uh, and then Wednesday, tune in for... Uh, yep, Zero Punctuation CP and the CP stream, which will be on the subject of Stray. You'll get yeah. to see me playing as a cutie-wootie-wickle-kitty-witty. Yep. Then on Thursday, extra punctuation on the subject of boomer shooters, relevantly, will be dropping on uh, YouTube for everyone, not just members. Okay, yeah. And, and same uh, thing, Adventures Night this weekend will be dropping for everyone. Adventures Night episode uh, seven. Yes, indeed. Things hotting up there. Uh, it's the Heck episode yeah. where we fight the thing in the arena. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And uh, yeah, and then just a reminder, on Thursday, our streams will be back. We'll be playing uh, Return of the King at noon, and then Casey and I will be uh, starting Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, again, that new later spot, 6 p.m. Central. So um, it should be a lot of fun. Retro gaming across the board. Look at that. There's no new games, so we just got to play a bunch of old games. There you go. All right. Well, I guess that'll be it from us. I was Yahtzee Crochet. I was joined once again, as ever, by Marty Sleever. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.